Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me, as always, the Fred to my FP is... (laughs) To FP. Hi, I'm Kyle Cardi, your absolutely adorable host. That is the fan favorite for sure. Definitely. You're, you're You're the Kevin. I am the Kevin. Um, but Noah. Oh, wait, hold on. Beep, 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 beep. Hold on. I have a, I have someone on call waiting. Hold on. Let me just <gasps> tap it in. Tap it in. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, are you there? Excuse me. Are you there? Yes. Hi. We are also joined today by my terrible wife. Oh, wow. You're terrible. Okay. Well, you didn't seem very enthused before, dear. <laughs> it's because that was so corny. <clears throat> Um, yes, I'm Kat. Hi, yes, welcome to the show. It's all terrible jokes for the whole podcast. Oh, good, okay. Yeah, welcome to the show. Um, We are here, as always, to discuss uh, the most perfect show on television, uh, Riverdale. Yeah, it's... it's perfect. 100% perfect, all the time, except for episode three. Except for episode three, which was 100% terrible. Yes. Oh, you mean with the hot tub scene? The hot tub one, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, that was yeah, three. yeah, that was horrible. Um, oh my god. So <laughs> Sorry, Noah couldn't make it. Say you're sorry he to me. said me instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's please call me Polly. Um, <clears throat> Jesus God. So, uh, we are here to talk about episode seven, uh-huh. uh, the one with the most boring title uh, of all of the titles, which was... Um, Noah, Noah, bail me out, bail me out. Chapter What's 7, the title? In a Lonely Place. Chapter. In a Lonely uh, Place. In the Lonely Place or in a Lonely in Place? In a Lonely Place. Okay. Well, <clears throat> last episode, uh, we learned a lot about Josie. Uh-huh. Uh, we got the Val-Archie hookup. Uh-huh. Um, two episodes ago, we wrapped on the super, super boring uh, Miss Grundy arc. Yes. Um, <laughs> We're out of the Grundy age and into the the Val age. Yeah, like this is we've we've come past the buggy arc, and now we are entering into the Don Krieg arc. We're still in the East Blue, but we're gonna get out pretty soon. <laughs> well, oh, also, if you didn't know, uh, new listeners, uh, we do a lot of terrible nerdy deep cuts in this oh, about that was about a deep cut. anime. That was a deep cut. I can't wait till we get uh, the thriller bark where Sabrina finally shows up. Oh my! Okay, a hundred percent. Yeah, Sabrina the Teenage Witch well, is an Archie ha- Comics property. Was that in the fifth episode where with the uh, ladder? Or was that the sixth one? That was, was last like, episode that's so with Sabrina. the ladder. Okay. okay. That was a very Clarissa moment, which I learned that the boy who does that is named Sam. He has a name. Hey, he has a name. We were we were trying to figure it out last night when we watched all these episodes. We had no fucking idea. Um, but um, so we start off as always with the jug headalog. With the jug headalog and. The best opening so far. Oh my god! It's really I love tight. It. I love it's a it so really much. good opening. Um. Um. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. You do it. Okay. You do it. You do so it. So Jughead uh, talks about what makes a place feel like home: familiarity, love, acceptance, safety, and uh, we see we pull out from uh, Jughead, who is suddenly in um, very like '40s style attire. Uh, and we see everybody in the scene is wearing like classic Archie characters costumes, like era appropriate ish, 
like to the. He's wearing that gray Burger King crown that he always wears. It's like a foam crown, like foam material. Like you could pick it up at a freaking Michaels. It does look like that really thin ass craft foam. Yeah, Um, but uh, Jughead is kind of confused as he is sitting with the Coopers. Um, He's sitting next to Betty as uh, Hal and Alice bring in a turkey to be carved and everything like that. And they're yeah, but like the Cooper parents don't seem like utter fucking monsters. No, they seem like. Just kind of, you know, nice, uh, leave it to Beaver style parents. Um, and we see Polly and Jason are sitting across from Betty and Jughead, and they're all happy and lovey dovey. And Veronica is there for some reason. Yeah, like, everybody's just hanging out, man. Um, and how hands Jughead the like, you know, the carving implements, the knife and the fork and everything like that. Is he like here? You you carve it, um, and. As Jughead goes to, to carve it, and he's doing his Jughead log over all of this, um, we see Jughead kind of look up, and he sees in front of him, in the dark, uh, a, a TV playing, like, static or something like that, and a mysterious man drinking a beer, looking very miserable. Um, yeah, just like a super dark, harsh comparison. Yeah. Um, and and then Archie kind of like looks down, and he sees... Not Archie. Jughead... Uh, I'm so God, like, get it together, motherfucker. Oh we have a guest. Uh, Jughead uh, looks down and he sees that the knife from the set has gone missing. And Archie walks into the scene in his classic Archie costume and is like, Hey, man, what's up? Why'd you stand big in the back? And then he turns around and there's a knife sticking out of his back. <laughs> literally. Like, so cheesy. Like, so cheesy. Also, can we talk about the Ren and Stimpy ass stock music oh, that so they're great. using? It's so great. Like, literally, it's the same stock music they used for Ren and Stimpy. It's the same song. <laughs> nice. It's unbelievable. It's, it. oh my god. But, um, so Jughead awakens. Yes. Uh, much like Harry Potter uh, from the titular series, Harry Potter, uh, sleep, <laughs> sleeping under the stairwell of what we learn to be his high school. Yeah. Because uh, as we may have forgotten, he did get evicted from his home where he was living, which was the uh, drive-in theater mm-hmm. uh, a couple episodes ago. And it appears as though he's been living here since then, mm-hmm. which is kind of troubling. Yeah, Yeah, it's not good when a student has to like live in the school um, that sounds like a torture yeah yeah it really does but uh jughead goes to get a shower in the boys locker room and is uh yeah and then he gets a jump scare archie behind him yeah yeah he does uh, yeah as he as he brushes like, his teeth they i they did the jump scare noise too like there was a harsh audio cue where it was like Bleh! it was like that's not the only jump scare they have in this episode too <laughs> this is the episode of jump scares yeah. with with the freaking wolves the, the wolves were last time oh no no yeah yeah wolves they do were last it again time. this one no there's no wolves this time i don't think Archie, am i wrong Archie got over that fear Ar- <laughs> it's, it, hold on for real though can we talk about those wolves one more time really quick sure. if those goddamn wolf masks don't show up again and we get an explanation for what the fuck yeah, archie's they, deal is like maybe i missed something did you guys miss anything no you didn't miss shit all right like good, it's you you hear i need this? to know this is my notes okay so <laughs> so what Catherine doesn't know is that Archie is a werewolf. Yes. Oh, oh. So we've been constructing this very rich, elaborate tapestry of, like, fantasy for this thing. Okay, because I was going to say, in my tapestry, I don't know if your tapestry Mm -hmm, has mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. 
but um, the CWs are all connected. Oh, so and like so, Supernatural, okay. Supernatural and, and okay. The Flash. And Teen Wolf is on MTV. <laughs> so, so, okay. And Teen so Wolf. So, I don't know how, we, how deep we can really go into this on this episode, but we're going to definitely have to talk about this more. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, witches yeah, sure. are involved, and there's a Wendigo. Those are the important notes. <laughs> and Archie is a Wendigo. Wendigos were popular last year, so yeah. A Wendigo or a Ravenmocker. I'm sticking to it. I want. Yeah, Wendigos were popular last year. They were. I want a goddamn Ravenmocker. <laughs> is what I want, and I wanted to eat Betty's mom. <laughs> so, so Noah, what do you think about this? <laughs> I, I'm down. Tell for me your it. thoughts. Sure. Um, and so what happens next, my dear sweet, my dear sweet boy? Um, Archie, uh, basically. Jughead shows him, hey, I've been living here. Archie's like, what the fuck, bro? And is like, you can come stay with us if you want. And Jughead's like, nah, we're cool. I can handle it. Um, nah, it's, it's good, man. Oh, by the way, not not trying to lead the uh, bury the lead here, but don't tell Betty. Yeah, don't tell Betty. Yeah. Um, don't tell Betty. Yeah. Instead of saying the, the normal thing, like, hey, don't tell anybody. This is kind of weird. Specifically hey, Betty. don't tell Betty. Also, I'm not stabbing you in the back by kissing her or anything. Bye. Oh, that's what the dream means. He's worried that he stabbed Archie in the back by hooking up with Betty. I get it now. Yeah, that's what I kind of got from Shit. it. But it could have mean a bunch of things. But that Yo, toss, toss me some blockhead points. I'm moving closer to Minecraft Are Steve over here. <laughs> So we have a point system <laughs> you, you, on the show. You don't have to stick with that scale, by the way. I was I was just trying to find something as no. square as possible. Minecraft Steve <laughs> is the perfect blockhead example. Okay. Like the only other thing I could consider was like a Gumby villain, and oh, that ain't gonna cut it. That's in the middle of the scale. That's prob Archie is a solid Gumby villain right now, but full on, I moved closer to to Steve from Minecraft just now. Okay. Oof. Um, but yeah, Archie's like, Betty won't care. I mean, if anybody's going to care, Veronica would. And Jughead's like, yeah, don't tell her either. Yeah, like, what an <laughs> ugly thing to say about your friend, to think that she would be so petty and snooty. I know, right? Well, she is a bit snooty. She, I mean, she is a bit snooty, but she's also very nice oh, and is, is willing to shelter the homeless. Um, yeah, that's true. Speaking of Veronica. Which she shows at the end of this episode, actually. Mm -hmm. Speaking of V? Speaking of Ronnie. Um, oh, our, the most beautiful person in the world. Oh, uh, yes. Sorry, dear. <laughs> she's right here. I mean, listen, she's heard me say this shit before. So, uh, she's used to it. Veronica comes home with some packages from, from online shopping. I don't know why she's having Smithers carry them. Like, Yeah, have the ups man do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but uh, her mother is not very approving of that. But Veronica says it's shopping therapy for uh, all the bullshit that Hermione's been pulling lately. Um, yeah, all, you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you mean all of the federal crimes? <laughs> yes, the federal crimes. Um, uh, Hermione tries to explain that uh, the nest egg that Hiram left them barely covers their lavish upscale apartment in Riverdale. Um, what the fuck? But uh, Veronica <laughs> is kind of catty and replies that uh, even when you're working for your high school boyfriend, uh, you know, you've, you've got a, a pretty cushy job. Yeah, she's she's living large in apparently the only luxury apartment in all of Riverdale. Um, the the whole game meets up in the lounge at school. Um, once again, this impossibly large lounge. Uh, and Betty explains that her parents uh, don't want to get the police involved with Polly's disappearance. Um due to the shame of her pregnancy, and that since she knew where the car was, she could easily be a, a suspect in its destruction. Um, yeah, they, they're basically... That's true. 
Um, I think in this episode, uh, yeah, it, it's in it's this in scene. This it's in this scene, actually. I know she has no pearls on at all. Veronica? Yeah, Veronica, none. Uh, I, think I checked her earrings, I checked her wrists. She this doesn't is even when have she earrings? She has absolutely no pearls. She has earrings throughout the episode. We couldn't really get a super duper good look, but they don't look to be pearled earrings. They kind of look to be like uh, knotted. Uh, gold or diamond earrings. Mm. She's not wearing the pearls, though, for the vast majority of the episode. And when she does wear pearls, she They're wears black, black pearls. Um, it's a clear uh, costuming indicator of the fight with Mom. I noticed it in the um, the forest scene coming up, but Kat picks up on shit like this yeah, like, immediately. I'm, I'm she's, the one who, she's the one who noticed the, the Josie and the Pussycat pearl, earring, pearl uh, headband that she was wearing last episode. Yeah, it was when she was talking, and then she sh- uh, when she was sitting down and clapping, I noticed that she had pearls on it. And I was like, they put the pearls on the ears? Awesome. Uh, Betty is concerned about Polly being followed by whoever destroyed the car and killed Jason, uh, and Jughead comforts her, much to the very obvious surprise of Archie and Veronica. Like, yeah. Well, it was kind of obvious. It was like, hey, let me put my arm around. Yeah, let me the slide shoulder. into your DMs real quick. Yeah. He could have just easily gotten the hand that was closest and patted it. Instead, he went, "Hey, girl, hey, you girl, poor, you poor thing." Um, Archie and Kevin suggest going to the police anyway, but Jughead says that Sheriff Keller only answers to the one power above God in Riverdale, the Blossoms. <laughs> Did he really say that? I totally missed that. Uh, That's fucking good. Also, this episode, welcome back, Cheryl. Yep. Well, yeah, because they're saying it so loud in this freaking fucking lounge, and the girl behind him is like, oh, Cheryl needs to know this. Like, stop saying it so loud in the fucking lounge. Yep. Uh, That is Ginger, one of Cheryl's mannequins. Um, One of her animate mannequins. I didn't know she. Ha- I thought she, she was number two. I didn't know her name was Ginger. Uh, is it? Oh, is that Ginger in what's the other one? Simone or whatever? Uh, I forget what the other. I one's think that's in. their names. They're in Archie uh, Afterlife with Archie, and uh, they are a lesbian couple. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a wild ride. I love it. Um, but yes. Uh, but Betty, Betty's like, we need to keep the blossoms in the dark as much as possible, and Ginger is like furiously texting behind her. Um, uh, after the little meetup, uh, Archie asked Jughead about him and Betty, saying that, you know, hey, it's cool, I was just curious, bro, I'm not jealous at all. Um, and then Archie says that, hey, uh, my dad's totally willing to give your dad, uh, another shot, and, uh, is gonna call him later, and that we should go talk to him to try and convince him that you should be, you should be working, and you should be living under a, uh, staircase. Um... Yeah, you shouldn't be sleeping at school, Harry Potter. Yeah. Hot Harry Potter, like super hot. Oh, dude, he's so good. Can I just say, Cole Sprouse totally kills this role, and God, he's so hot. Yeah, for as much as I creep on Veronica, Catherine creeps on uh, Jughead. I I, I honestly think that John. uh, I'm sorry, John. (laughs) Jughead steals every scene he's in. Pretty much. He's definitely. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors on the show. Him and Kevin. I think Kevin's actor. Kevin's a great actor. Really, really kills it. Definitely. Um, then we get to see uh, Veronica asking if Riverdale's very own Holden Caulfield, which, hold on a second. What the fuck, Veronica? <laughs> Holden Caulfield is an absolute terrible human being. Yeah, Holden Caulfield is a garbage pail person. I do not understand that book. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not an idiot. But I do not understand why people like that boy. Guess what, Holden? The fucking ducks fly away. Okay? It's not a goddamn mystery. Like, read a fucking book. 
Yeah, like... <sighs> I hate like, that goddamn book low, so blow, much. Veronica. That's really uncalled for. What the fuck are you That's doing? That's nasty, Veronica. But, uh, you don't yeah, get you any... Just, you just proved Archie's statement from before. <laughs> yeah, you don't get any burn points for that one, because that's not a funny burn. But yes, yeah, she asks if Riverdale's very own Holden Caulfield just put his arm around Betty. Uh, Betty explains that Jughead has been really supportive in her harsh time of Polly being pregnant and disappearing, and her parents being absolutely <laughs> terrible monster people. Um, yeah, well, her parents are always monster people. Yes. Uh, and Veronica approves. She should always have someone near her at all times to help her. <laughs> uh, and Veronica approves before they go looking for Polly. Um, Sheriff Keller explains to Penelope Blossom at the sheriff's station that they're going over any evidence they can from the car uh, before Cheryl arrives, trying to bargain becoming a cheerleader again for the potential info on Polly and the car. Um... Penelope relents and Cheryl relays that Polly burned, uh, Polly burned the car and killed Jason uh, Hypothesis. Yeah, so basically she's saying Polly burned the car, uh, killed Jason, she's a crazy woman, and she's out there uh, trying to cover her tracks. Yeah, she's throwing a lot of wild accusations around in this scene. Um, in this scene, excuse me. And, and not only she's throwing these accusations at the sheriff and her mother, she's also throwing them all over social media, saying that she just tweeted out this information as well, which kind of defeats the point of bargaining for it if you're just going to spread it anyway. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah make like, me a rubber vaccine, mother. Every, FYI, everybody not. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know, Cheryl. Whatever. It's just good to see you again, because you get some good moments this episode. Good, good job creating a posse, Cheryl. <laughs> good job creating, like, the people who hunt and kill Frankenstein, a mob. <laughs> yes, literally. As Kevin uh, alerts Betty and Veronica back in the school that uh, a, via a series of hashtags, Cheryl has instigated a mob uh, saying, Hashtag, hashtag Fitzforce. Hashtag Polly Cooper killed my brother. Hashtag nowhere to hide. Hashtag sharpen your pitchforks. <laughs> okay, so this one person that Catherine and I know on social media uh, and in IRL fucking uses hashtags so much. I, I, Because I didn't believe that people could actually use hashtags like this. But this one girl, she's very lovely. Like, we like her very much. But um, she fucking hashtags everything she posts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, just like, there are actually, Noah, because I know we debated this before, there are people who hashtag like that. Oh, my God. See, I, It's a real thing. I've seen hashtags like that on, like, Tumblr and stuff for, like, jokes. But yeah, no, no, no. These are, these are genuine, not silly goofs. Yeah, like, they're, they're real shits. A hashtag that is like, just an entire phrase. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a paragraph-long hashtag followed by, like, six or seven other hashtags oh, yeah. that are, like, compound run-on sentences. It's 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 a whole freaking yeah, thing. I, I don't understand. Why can't you just type and then at the bottom have hashtags? Like, Instagram has, like, a good thing where it's like, oh, put the hashtags down here where put they the belong. Put the hashtag butt and boob for Instagram. Keep them down where they belong. Um, at Sunnyside Trailer Park, Jughead visited his dad. Um, after a quick catching up, uh, Jughead asks, uh, FP if he's willing to go back to work for Fred Andrews. Um, FP says that, uh, Fred called, told him no, and that, uh, what kind of man would he be if he came back head low, hat in hand, to beg for his job back? Um, uh, Jughead is like, <laughs> a man with a job? That's For starters? 
Like for starters, dad. Yeah, come on. Um, uh, you, maybe our family will come back. Yeah. Um, Effie replies that his mother is the one who gave up on them. Uh, but Jughead tries to get uh, Effie to at least go and see Fred in person. Um, we learn that uh, it's not too late for for Mom and Jellybean to to come back home. Um, before he before Jughead makes his exit. Leaving F.P. to kind of sit there and mope in his uh, beer. Uh, Uh, The next scene, I believe, is in the forest. Yes. Uh, So the forest scene is a tumultuous, (laughs) uh, just constant breakneck pace of, like, good people and also the Cooper parents. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, Josie's there. Everybody's there. All the main characters are there, and they all are looking for Polly because they've managed to triangulate that this must have been where she was before. Yep. And so they all start searching, and we get a couple of side moments of characters talking to one another. Yeah, that's um, when Veronica kind of points out who she wants to do that night, oh, yeah. who so, she wants to take to the club. Yeah, Veronica has a thing where she's like, this is how I get back at my mother. I go to the club. I She's talking to Kevin. Mm-hmm. I get, what is it? Um my like most popular friend uh, a gay and some arm candy she, she gets which is um, <laughs> she goes out with one of our celeb gal pals celeb her best gal gay, pal and best a piece gay. of arm candy which is uh fucking Josie yes Josie. who she got together with like friendly yeah, with I think they're pretty episode. I think they're pretty friendly now um, and they have some good interaction this episode too in the club proper. Uh-huh. Uh, Kevin and uh, Mean Asian. Guy. Yeah, Mean Asian. Reggie. I've, Reggie. Reggie. That's his name. That's his name. Yes. He also features prominently in Archie <laughs> after Live with Archie. Oh, jeez. I don't know if I remember where that's going. Yeah, he's a real dickhead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they make these plans. She talks about how it's like, oh, we're. We. we Fence, we repost, we're like a viper and a mongoose, or some, I don't know, insane goddamn thing to say. Because <laughs> it's Veronica, and she's... Yeah. Veronica is never not at at least a nine, yeah. is the important thing about Veronica. Uh, um, and then we jump to a couple other, in my opinion, pretty unimportant things, um, to which... And then Kevin's eventually like, oh, maybe we should ask Betty to come, and Veronica's like... Yeah, I think she might have her hands full, oh, dog. God. And the, the because the the straight up, yeah, yeah, the blossoms show up in full on fox hunting attire with yeah, dogs. like British nobility with bloodhounds. I'm surprised they didn't have crossbows with them because they are here to kill. Yeah, come on, Jeeves, wipe the blood off this. I, like, I'm surprised like... they aren't on horses. Yeah, yeah, I am too. <laughs> they had the horse gear. Maybe the sheriff was like, that's too much, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing full-on Belinda Blinked riding gear. <laughs> oh, um, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I, uh, it's cl- I'm glad to know that you listened to that as well. Uh, I could only listen um, to so much. But yeah, oh, like, no, we won't chill with the bloodhounds and shit, yo. Like, not very good and so obviously both terrible families get in each other's terrible faces about hunting polly down Mm. and how the blossoms think that she done did it and fucking uh alice cooper is like nah bitch she didn't done do it and just like they have a whole thing Mm. and then they sort of 
separate. Yeah, they before they shank one another. Yeah, they have their their showdown like UFC weigh in moment. <laughs> and yeah, and then we get to uh, Betty. They go back to their corners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we have a scene where uh, Betty's asking her mother as she applies her cover girl makeup. Another tight, tight cover girl. Yeah. Uh, cover girl still waiting on that endorsement. Definitely. We would be happy to uh, promote your products for currency. <laughs> and, uh, please email us. Maple and, and there's blood there's an actual. Yeah, there's a woman here who would also wear the makeup. I mean, I'll wear the makeup too because I look I look fierce in eyeliner. But oh, I'm allergic to most mascaras. So. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh shit. Well, cover girl, send us your least allergenic uh, <laughs> mascara. Yeah, <laughs> five special or. one from Sephora. So beat that. Ooh, actual they, product placement here. Don't, here. don't stop. <laughs> Sephora, we don't like you. We're a CoverGirl company. CoverGirl money, please. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll, I'll use all the mascara because oh once again, I have very long, lovely eyelashes that I need to keep separated and full. Of course, oh, and dude. full, and you also need, need all day coverage. Exactly, hundred uh, percent. I don't want my makeup to run when I cry. CoverGirl, give or me flake. money. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But yes, um, Betty asks if it's a good idea, uh, saying that she thought they were trying to cover up the situation, contain it. Um, cover girl it up. Yeah, cover girl the situation. Uh, Alice explains that the cat's out of the bag, um, and that we just have to do a as much damage control as possible. Um, Come out in front of it. Yep. Uh, so they've decided to do a press conference in front of a church. Yes, to make sure that's, everybody knows. That's the most wholesome, like... We're a wholesome white family but we thing find something you can great do. About the Coopers, especially the mom. She can cry, she can crocodile cry on tears? demand. Yeah. She can cry on demand. She's got those sick crocodile tears because she's like, baby, come home. Also, uh, she pregnant with a blossom baby. And, so good. And that is something that nobody knows yet. You, and You know why she can shed those crocodile tears? Because she's a <laughs> lizard person with no emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because she's confident that her mascara and eyeliner will not run because it's a high quality <laughs> cover girl product. That too. Give me money. <laughs> no, a right cover girl on my behalf, por favor. I will. Um, so, uh, Betty feels guilty about telling Polly the news of Jason's uh, murder and remembers that uh, Polly has run away before as um, Jughead and her walk home in the rain. <clears throat> Um, uh, hand, in hand, hand in hand. Hand in hand. Another important note. Very important. Running tally. Noah, put a put a mark on the board. These good, good children are walking on the sidewalk for us. <laughs> I was going to mention that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've got... We uh, keep track of how often they walk in the middle of the street. <laughs> so we've got, what is it, good children sidewalk points? Yeah. We're definitely going to have to get a sidewalk metric. I feel like we might need to measure it in steps taken versus steps taken in the middle of the road. Okay. Okay. It's going well, it's going to be very hands-on. On that. We'll we'll have to Listeners do, at oh, home do it. We'll have to do some pop-up video facts for for Amazon X-ray. <laughs> oh, that's the dream that we're going to be able to write like Do you remember pop-up avatar from way back? Uh, where they would have like the the goof comments from like the creators of Avatar when they played it over. I want to do that, but for Riverdale yes. on Amazon. Yes, one hundred percent. That's yes. another goal. I'm for it. Add it to the list. Okay. Uh, so uh, Betty remembers that Polly has run away before uh, when she was nine. She ran away to the attic, which causes Betty to run home uh, after kissing Jughead. Um, during her investigation of the attic, uh, she spooks herself with a mirror. Second jump scare. 
No, that's the fake-out scare. That's like the scene, the cat on the windowsill. That's the fakie. Yes. And then all of a sudden, here comes Polly from the darkness behind her, like a crazy person. But Second she d- jump scare. She doesn't even, like, ooga-booga, jump out. She, like, fucking slides in like she's on roller skates into the frame. <laughs> like, levitates forward. Yes. Yeah. It's spooky. Um, and even though she heard Betty as she came up the stairs say, hey, our parents aren't here. I am alone. Polly, it's me. Polly, it's me. She, she decides to spook her. She decides to spook her. Like, no, I, I heard my sister, and I know she's in a dark place right now. I'm going to scare the fuck out of her. She's like, nah, dog. Nah, nah, nah. No, it'd be real funny, dog, if I just, like, spooked her from behind. Like, jumped up out and be like, boo. I'm just saying, like, Polly is kind of unhinged. Like... For yes. sure. Yes. For sure. Uh, she totally is. She's she has the crazy eyes. The girl crazy eyes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where you can see the whites at all times. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Uh, so Polly explains that her and Jason had a plan to go into a farm in the upstate um, to raise the baby. Um, and oh uh, yes, the scenic upstate of. <laughs> I'm assuming it's like Oregon or Washington or something like that, but it could be more could eastern. New- is New York close? Like, well, I don't know. Well, because around here, when people say upstate, they mean upstate New York, yeah. which is like mm. all farmland and shit. Yes. Like, is there an upstate Virginia for you? Uh, it's We usually just call it northern Virginia. Uh, mm. I have family oh, in upstate New but- York, so I'm aware of that terminology, particularly okay, yeah. upstate New York. Um, so, so, like, listeners, if... If you live not on the East Coast, like, are there upstates by you that are referred to almost exclusively as upstate? Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Please. Uh, you can tweet yeah, at let us, us know. at, at MapleandBlood, or you can email us at MapleandBlood at gmail.com, or you can leave a, a comment on can, the website. Better yet, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes that says, yes, there is an upstate Washington. <laughs> yes, do that too. Or just That's say hashtag great. upstate Washington. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Any of those will work, but you know which one we prefer. Uh, so what happens next? So, uh, uh, Polly says that uh, their parents want to uh, take the baby and give it up for adoption once it's born, but uh, Brittany isn't exactly sure if that's, you know, because she's, she's worried that Polly might be crazy, which Polly is kind of crazy. Um, uh, then we get cut to uh, Andrew's construction, where uh, F.P. walks into Fred's office, and they remember this for a second before explaining um, that uh, it wasn't an easy decision, but Jughead uh, wants... He wants Jughead to not look at him like he's garbage. like Yeah, a piece of trash. Yeah. And this scene kind of drove home for me, because um, I, I finally remembered who this... Gentleman was actually I remembered I think his name's Skeet Ulrich which dog your name is Skeet <laughs> like that's not great but um I I like the actor Jug Dad's actor mm-hmm. I very much enjoy him he was on the show Jericho it was schlock but I really liked watching it with my father uh, back when it was airing um, and it's nice to see Skeet Ulrich working again yeah yeah no I think he's I think he does a pretty good job as the skeezy drunken. Uh, Jug Dad, as you put it. Jug Dad. Yeah, that's that's the new canon name. Okay. Uh, not sure if you got the memo, uh, but that goes into the terminology oh, oh, It's coming now. through. It's on my desk right now. Um, good, good. I faxed it to you. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Burr. That's what a fax machine sounds it like. It is what a fax machine. I have to use go. a fax machine for work, and I hate it. Um, oh, what the? Do you fucking work in the 1920s? Oh, no, God, we have to get I hate faxes. it so much. I have to fax There's in th- forms for work. Um, 
Now, no, no, I want you to learn something very we quickly. We also have a scanner, but uh, everyone asks for facts. I want you to learn something very quickly. Um, there's this thing called the internet. I know. And we're using it right now. I know. Weird. And it's amazing because you don't need a fucking fax machine. Oh, I've heard about that. Is it the internal spider of the, the interwebs? It's a series of tubes. Oh, but yeah, dog, uh, send send a letter to whoever the fuck you work for that says, hey, hey dude, hey, uh, internet, please. Yeah. Seriously, like I have to do stuff <laughs> online and send in fax forms. Like it's not like they don't know what the internet is; oh, they just want to use the fax machine, which uh, I didn't know at the time they, they that I had to dial nine then one to dial outside of the building on a fax machine. <laughs> How bureaucratic! Oh god. Anyway, before I start going on a fax machine rant, um, uh, Fred and FP basically make up and they uh, decide that they're going to work together again. Um, to which Hermione walks in, sees FP, and like starts to freak out a little bit as uh, Fred excuses himself for a phone call. Um, uh, and then, and then Jug Dad basically is like, "No, this isn't a shakedown. I'm here for my son. Just don't fuck with me, and I won't fuck with you." Yeah. Like, full stop. He gets it across, and hopefully, they they get along. Uh, he says that uh, he, he that Fred doesn't know that he's a Southside Serpent, so he doesn't know that he's a chubby little boy terrorizing Archie. <laughs> I was going to be like, we already said this, but you brought it home. <laughs> you brought it home. So, sweetie, we looked into the Southside Serpents, the mm-hmm. gang mm-hmm. that is in also the show. Also, good podcasting. Southside Serpents. Shut up. <laughs> maple, blood, maple, sh- maple Sugar Blood Money. Maple Syrup Blood Money is a oh better podcast. Oh, my God. Can you say Listen, uh, no, we've been drinking um, some moonshine while we're recording this, so is we're getting progressively more drunk. Well, uh, well no, I feel like I'm missing out because there's a bottle of scotch on my desk right now, and I haven't been drinking. Wait, wait you're not drinking? Crack in, baby boy. Um, but so the Southside Serpents in the original uh, fucking Archie comics were like an apple dumpling gang styled like chubby little white boy miscreants who would like... Throw, dealing drugs? Who would, no, they would just like throw acorns at people. They were part of like <laughs> the Great Water Balloon War of 1936 or some stupid shit. If they reference shit. the Great Water Balloon War, but it's filled with cocaine, I will <laughs> water go fucking nuts. Water balloons are full nuts. of cocaine and they're jammed up a dog's butt. <laughs> I just, I just need that in my life. Um, but yeah, they are, they are much more uh, serial in now, this. Now, now, I'm assuming that uh, water balloons are meant to break and therefore would be terrible terrible things to hide cocaine in for your drug mules. Um, well, I mean, that's why all those dogs died. Oh, the Great poor, Water Balloon War dogs. of 19... The Great Water Balloon War of 1936 was followed by the Great Mass Dog Burial of 1936. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, back at the yeah, Cooper House. used to have a dog. <laughs> back at the Cooper House. Uh, Betty inquires about Polly's uh, future living situation uh, when they find her, um, along with the baby... Um, baby. Polly is welcome, but the baby is going to go up for adoption. Uh, Alice poses this suggestion as though it was Polly's, um, and that is the and that it is the only option f- to make sure that the baby has a, a future. Um, so that ain't gonna fly for Betty. No, no, it's not. Uh, explain the situation to Veronica. Uh, Veronica offers uh, for her and her mother to take uh, take Polly in, uh, but then Cheryl shows up. And is like, hey, Betty, let's go talk in private for a second. Um, Cheryl explains that they both want the baby's safety. Um, as she's okay, she's so Cheryl is explaining that she wants the safety of Polly and the baby. 
primarily the baby because it's Jason's baby. And I think deep down inside, she wishes it was her and Jason's baby. Oh my gosh, yes. I was going to just, <laughs> I was going to interrupt you, but I wanted you to say it because the way she's like, because that baby is technically, you know, my baby. Yeah. Like the way she says it, she's like, I'm going to rip that baby out and raise it myself because I'm it's eat mine. that baby. But she's like, saying, it's a she's, part of my brother, so it's a part of me. She, <laughs> She's saying this while she's wearing a big spider, like, brooch lapel pin. Yes, I was she, looking at that the whole she time. She wears that brooch almost every episode, and I love it. And that actually starts to bring us into what I wanted to talk about vis-a-vis color theory in this show. Okay. So, for for those of you not super familiar with color theory, here's, <clears throat> here's the, the dirty skinny of it. Um, it's basically the use of color in visual media to convey certain storytelling elements and cues. So they use it a lot in Riverdale. Specifically, the Blossom family is almost always accented with red, like the uh, The abdomen of the brooch, like their clothing, like their hair. And the Cooper family is almost always accented with blue. But as we start to see more and more of Polly, her color palette is neither of theirs. Her color palette is purple, which is the combination of blue and red to sort of show that she's the get, like the the bridge between their gap. The go-between. She's the go-between. She's between both worlds. And uh, I'm sure if we got to see more of Jason before he got his brains blown out, uh, he may have had some purple, but if he stuck to the red, that would have cued us into some of his... It would have set off alarms, basically. That's that's sort of the gist of color well, theory, actually, is that it gives us unconscious things in the beginning. Uh, I would actually say that he, every time you do see like a flashback of Jason, <clears throat> he's always wearing his blue um, uh, Letterman jacket. And I think that is their their way of saying like he was interested in the blue side kind of thing. That actually because is not is a bad point. Because he is always seen wearing that like in all of his flashbacks, and it's like such a stark contrast. Oh my god, contrast, contrast. To, to his hair that I think that's where they're trying to go with it. Like but, that but, that he was on both sides of that line. Exactly, and so like you'll see a lot of the Lodge family, their color association is black. And the the Andrews family, their color association is very earthy. Um, they're like a very down-to-earth family. It's a lot of like ochre yellows and browns and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like they're very associated with salt of the earth kind of everyman thing. And black obviously being like the the sexy, rich clothing, you know, uh, uh, you know, black suits, tiny black dresses, the whole thing. That's the lodges. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's my whole thing on color theory. I just oh, a, it's something that it's it's a field that I find very interesting. No, yeah, that's the, uh, definitely a, a great a great find, a great uh, a little 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 uh, a little Easter egg kind of thing going on there. <laughs> yeah, but back to sick burn points back in this scene and away from the color theory. Uh, when Betty's like Cheryl, you think that my sister is crazy, Cheryl. 10 out of 10 says, yeah, she's crazier than a serial killer on bath salts. I made sure to actually write that down. Um, she gets burn points because that's a sick burn, Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl then asks if Betty knows where Polly is uh, and immediately sees through uh, Betty's very obvious head-shaking no lie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But you do know. Yes. 
uh, like Cheryl just sees right through that shit. She's like, "You're a terrible liar." And um, Betty explains that Polly needs As a money woman for who lies shelter, all the time. medicine, things like mm-hmm. that. Cheryl's like, "That's no problem. Just ask my parents." Uh, to which Betty is like, eh, "I don't know about that." Then we get and, to see- and for good reason too, because they're batshit. Yes, yeah, they're they're crazy they're fucking, too. They're crazy, awful people. They live in a haunted villains. mansion with a lich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what? the grand. Okay. So we actually couldn't see that episode with Cat. We had some trouble streaming that one. Okay. Um, so there, the Blossom like matriarch, the grandmother, is like white haired with like one red streak and like a milky eye, and she just like teleports into rooms. She's a goddamn necromancer. Oh yeah, yeah. In our percent. fantasy canon, she's a necromancer. We're gonna have to watch that episode because she is a fucking necromancer. They live. What's the name of the mansion, Noah? Thornhill. They live on Thornhill, oh, which yeah. is That's probably a like a mansion. font there. Yeah, there's a font of necromantic energy, and 100% for sure, Jason Blossom is an actual ghost. There's, That's also important. They have oh, their okay, own okay. graveyard. Of course there's necromancy going on there. Oh, yeah! For sure, yeah. for sure, for sure, for sure. 100% haunted. He's going to come back, 1,000%. If, he, if he's not a real fucking ghost... <laughs> And so, and a pack of wolves do not eat Betty's mom. <laughs> a pack of werewolf jocks do not eat. <laughs> I I will settle for a group of regular jocks wearing wolf masks that eat her. Yeah, as long as they eat her in the end, it's fine. Um. So cutting back to Andrew's construction, uh, Fred and FP show back up at the office after a long day of work, where they find Jughead and Archie awaiting. Um. And you know they inquire how'd it go and like. Fred is like, it went great. Uh, your dad's a hard yeah. worker, Jughead. And then they decide to go out for dinner together. Yeah. At Pops's. Which is totally not going to get awkward. Oh, wait. It does. It uh, does. Oh, wait. So totally the, fucking does. The elder it pair do. decide to regale the younger with uh, some stories of their use. youth. Youth? Youth. Ugh. Youth. 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 Uh, for example, they were in a band together called the Fredheads, which apparently scored Fred some serious sniz, and it gave him game. Uh, um, they also had a VW bus called the Shaggin' Wagon. So basically, they were just two horny, horny boys, just like Archie. Just like Archie. <laughs> Good job, Archie. Uh, Fred calls FP a BMOC. I don't know what the fuck that means. Big man on campus. Really? Why did they abbreviate that? I don't know. Because they're old and they want to seem hip. The kids are into acronyms, right? Yeah, Yeah, like... Those are like hashtags. Kids love it. Yeah. Hashtag sharpen your BMOCs. (laughs) Um, Effie says that he prefers Jughead as a writer. And uh, he takes takes after his mother very much like that. Um, he gets he gets uh, some he loses some bad dad points. He gains uh, negative bad dad points because he's actually very nice about it yeah. in this scene. He wants he likes how his son is sensitive. He takes after his mother in that way, and he means it in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very lovely thing to say yeah. for a drunk, a drunk gang member. I think that that's a very <laughs> good ja- good job, dad. Good job, dad. But uh, once it comes time to settle the check. Uh, Jug Dad had previously mentioned that he was going to pay for it. Archie's dad goes to pay for it, and that shit will not stand because he said he was going to pay yeah. for it. And you owe me this. Yeah, he Ooh. says to the fa- to the other father, which we will dig into later. Oh yeah, 
Uh, there was also a mention of Betty in there, to which Jughead like immediately yes. deflects mm. away from him as hard as possible when his dad a tries to A masterful parry. Very good, very good parry. Masterful parry. Yep. Yeah, I really think he's like a rogue. Like, I, I oh, don't he's, know. he's he's a rogue. He's, he's because in the last episode, he took that flask out of that. No, that's jacket. that's this episode. That's oh, this is episode. it this? Yeah, this is episode. Oh, yeah, it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, you will learn that that runs in this in this <laughs> family of ours. Cat and I jump ahead. We jump ahead fucking constantly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was before, but no. But I honestly think he's he's a budding rogue. And he's adorable. He is the rogue and in our fiction. And he parries fiction. and he thrusts so well. She, she's getting it. She's going to be one of our ghostwriters. Okay, cool. <laughs> Definitely. Um, uh, but you see Archie, too. Like, he's like, oh, is he going to talk about Betty, my other Bay? Like, fuck you, Archie. You have four girls already. Shut up. Archie's that anime protagonist in a harem that, like, he's, doesn't understand he's Tenchi, how harems work. or that work. guy from Love Hina, whose name I don't know because I never actually <laughs> yeah. read Love Hina. <laughs> All those fucking worthless dudes yes. who just, like, are weird about everything. And, like, they're not even weird where they're like, I actually don't want sex with you. They're weird in the way that it's like, I do want sex with you, but, oh, boy, I dropped out my spaghetti. Archie gonna... is, like, a step away from being Golden Boy. Go but Golden Boy gets laid on the reg, I think. Also, deep cut. I love me some Golden Boy. Oh. Deep cut. I did not know you liked Golden Boy. I love Golden Boy. <laughs> yeah. It's about like a... a a free oh you've seen Golden I've Boy. Seen Golden oh, Boy. oh damn, it's such a good series and it's so horny. Ch check out our another new podcast, Golden Boys, <laughs> where we talk about Golden Boy. We're gonna call it, we're gonna call it Golden Showers. It's our weather no, forecast no. and Golden Boy talk show. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get too far into the weeds here, um, we get to see Veronica prepping to go out to her mother's protest, but then uh, Veronica's like, I gotta get a jail free card. You're a felon. Um Oh, it's she's so aggressive about it too because she's all like dressed up and like ready to go. That's where she has the black pearls, actually. Is that the black yes, pearls? Yes, that's the black pearls. She's going out, she's full on rebelling now. And she sits down like right next to mom. Like she's not trying to be coy about oh, anything. No. She's like, Mom, I goddamn dare you to say something. Which, damn, Veronica, I know your mom committed a felony, but Jesus, do you have to be that aggressive? <laughs> um, so, uh, since Hermione doesn't rel uh, doesn't relent and will not call Hiram like right away, Veronica goes out. They go out to the club, and no shit is called the Roving Eye. So you know what? Remember in episode one, way back in episode one, where Kevin was talking about like everything to do in Riverdale, like the tragic gay bar uh -huh. and the one bar and the drive-in theater, blah blah blah, the Bijou. There was no mention of the Roving Eye. I, I wonder if the Roving Eye is in a different town. I wonder if it's in Greendale, the town across yeah. the river where Sabrina lives. Once again, Sabrina that, confirmed. Oh, Sabrina confirmed. That's what I was wondering, too. Like, is this in an adjacent town? Geographically, where is this club? Also, it just kind of looks like a room with a couple, like, small rooms. So it may not have been, like, a big enough club to actually note. It looks like it looks like a regular old club huh. in, my, in my eyes. I mean, it's not like a New York City club, no, but it's a club. No. For sure. Um, but yes, the 16-year-olds go clubbing. <laughs> yeah, they are 16 years old. Um, in the lounge, uh, Kevin asks if uh, any of the black swan behavior that is going on with uh, Veronica is getting uh, getting her anywhere. Um, Veronica then explains that when uh, 
everything was taken from her when her father was arrested. Uh, her mother told her that she still had her name and that her mother forging her signature, proving that she is a felon, uh, has taken that from her, making her feel like nothing. But I feel like you might be glossing over some of the details about this speech, Noah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Veronica's like, they came in, they took our houses, they took our boats, and Josie straight up rolls her fucking eyes. She doesn't say boats, she's like, they even took my yacht. No, she says plural. Yachts and boats. And like, Josie rolls her eyes, but then she's like, and they literally took the clothes from off our backs, which Josie kind of comes back into. It's like, okay, that actually is terrible. But then, for some reason, Veronica feels the need to specify that when her mother gives her this conversation, she's like, and my mother sat me down on the edge of my canopy bed? Like, did you really feel the need to mention that it was a canopy? Oh, God. Veronica, why? Fucking Veronica, dog. Veronica, you have stolen my heart, but sometimes, sometimes, honey, you just gotta (laughs) stop. You gotta quit while gotta you're quit while ahead. You're but um, so the owner of the club comes up, uh-huh. and um, he's like, "Yay, uh, your card has been uh, rejected." And Veronica's like, "Yeah, I bet it was reported stolen." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to call the cops." <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, we'll just tell them that we're 16, dipshits." <laughs> or or Josie plays the "My mom is the mayor" card. Uh, Which is even yuckier than threatening to be like, "We're 16, dipshit." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She like, uses that's her, yucky. her mother's political power to... Yucko. Uh, to leverage that shit. And so Veronica, very classily, pays in cash. And they go their separate ways. Um, back at the Andrews Garage, FP, Jug, and Archie are finishing a little jam sesh. You know, a little jam jam. Playing Jimmy some jams. tasty licks, man. Um, oh. uh, uh, Dude, uh. okay, so that'll be the name of our next... It'll be a cooking and music show, <laughs> and it'll be called Tasty, tasty Licks. licks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how this uh. is becoming the podcast podcast. Yeah, this is this podcast is only a vessel to launch further ships. <laughs> um, SP asks about beer, but uh, is quickly dissuaded by Jughead. Um, Archie then decides to pry into some buried history and asking about Fred and FP, despite Jughead trying to get him to drop it. Uh, Should have just dropped it, you fucking blockhead. Closer to Minecraft, Steve. Uh, FP explains that he and Fred started Andrew's construction together. But uh, it was a rough start at first, because he had to take care of a lot more people than uh, Archie's dad. So, Effie decided to do some shady odd jobs. I like to think he was a shadow runner, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's that's in our fantasy reality. Yes, he was doing some sort of shadow run type work instead of just selling construction materials on the DL. Yeah. Uh, Fred bailed FP out after the uh, job went uh, bad, saying that uh, they should part ways, um, and that he, the bail money acted as FP's shares in the company, even though his FP's, buyout, yeah, his buyout, um, even though FP's worth in the company was actually like ten times that much. Um, and then FP takes a sip from a, a, a flask, which just kind of saddens Jughead immensely. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I'm gonna need something harder than beer, and he goes for the flask. Um, at Pops, uh, Penelope and the rest of the Blossoms have Betty cornered in a booth and are trying to get as much information out of her about Polly as they can. Um, Betty isn't... They do a, they do a good job of pretending. Yeah. Uh, Betty... They're sociopathic. Yeah. Betty is, is very apprehensive, but, uh, Penelope is like, 
you're a part of the Blossoms now, and will protect both you and Polly ferociously. 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 Like, it's kind of like, creepy. It, was... it, it really feels like they're about to just murder this poor girl and dump her in the Sweetwater River, just like Jason Blossom. Um... <laughs> they killed their own son. I, they I hated him. I, I think it's entirely possible. Um, a case could be made. Yeah, or they hired somebody to kill her. Um, back at the garage, Archie explains to Jughead that he didn't know the situation between their dads. Uh, Jughead wasn't 100% sure of it either. Um, and then Effie returns kind of drunk, uh, throwing Jughead the keys to the car as Jughead hides his flask before he actually arrived. Yeah, and that's actually when I thought he was, like, the most roguish. Like, it took him two seconds. I was like, whoa, did you see that, Kyle? Like, he just threw it. Just threw that shit into the thing and was like, head down, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, like, very, very nimble boy Jughead is. He's had to yeah, deal with his rogue. drunk father Definitely. before. Yeah, it shows experience, but isn't that how most rogues get their first class level? Yeah. By having some sort of terrible, uh, drunken family? It's called your, your you party. I think you see a lot of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, it's, it, that's called your, your adventuring group, and it usually happens in a tavern. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> he, he's definitely Jughead, I think, in the beginning to the end. You can see it on his face. Mm. Like, it slowly gets darker, like the the, the um, pockets under his eyes and stuff, like and the, like how much this really means drains. to him. Yeah. It drains him. him. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go ahead because at the end he totally looks different. And I'll go into that then, but at the moment you can see like these huge pockets. Like I am so done with this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, once they get back to their uh, their trailer, uh, Jughead helps his dad sell back into his uh, back into his um, his couch, um, explaining uh, along the way that you know mom is getting her GED, um, her uh, jelly bean is helping, um, and that jelly bean wants to go by JB now. Um, uh, this this line that comes out, she's like, oh, JB is cooler. Uh, and then Jughead's like, oh, yeah, well, Jelly Bean's six years old and listens to Pink Floyd on vinyl is so fucking pretentious. Is so pretentious. She's 10. But yeah, whatever. But yeah, it's just like it's so goddamn pretentious. It's it's like when Jughead was like, as the king founder of indie cinema, Quentin Tarantino once said, it's like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Just shut up. They're not even good. Uh, Fight me. But as he's as he's relaying all this information, FP just passes out and Jughead is just so exhausted. Um Yeah. Archie explains to his dad what FP told him, uh, but then Fred is like, hey, listen to my side of it. He was stealing shit from the company. Not good. Um, and that I've bailed him out so many times before. It was that more than too. once. Yeah. Um so, and he says, like, what you know, but then, if you save somebody who's drowning, you want to make sure you don't drown either. So sometimes you just have to let him go. And RT is like, but what if that means Jughead gets pulled along with him? And Right, which really does affect the father, yeah. I think. Yeah, for sure. Like, it, it it's what makes... Uh, fucking Archie's dad be more like oh I kind of might not have considered the fallout of an entire family for one person but at the same time I do still empathize with, with Fred because like Fred has to look out for his own family and yeah. he doesn't know how much this is going to escalate exactly right. um, so uh, Veronica returns home uh, Hermione 
in silk robe with a big ass wine glass in hand is like, all right, we'll negotiate. Um, also, I, I don't want to miss this one part. We get the cover girl uh, sponsorship in this show, but what apparently they did not get a sponsorship for is American Express. Yes. Because, because she, Veronica's like, oh, I see you cut off my American Excess card. Yes, yes. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, Hermione says that, yes, her and Fred are getting close, obviously. Um, and she's not really sure what that's going to do to her and Hiram. Um, and that Hiram has done things to kind of push her away. Namely, getting arrested and incarcerated. Um, namely, prison. Yep. Uh, Veronica explains that she doesn't want uh, her affair in the house. which Perfectly reasonable. Yeah, um, And that she wants Hermione to come clean about the signature to Hiram. Um, Hermione says she'll explain uh, that Lodge Industries needs to uh, partner with legit businesses to keep Lodge Industries going uh, and be a, a financially um, sound company. Yeah, uh, But she will explain to Hiram in due time. Um, the next day at school, Jughead arrives at the, black, the Blue and Gold office to find Principal Weatherby and Sheriff Keller waiting, checking out uh, their sweet murder board, yo. <laughs> cool reconstruction of the murder board that got stolen from my house, yep. dog. Uh, Sheriff Keller takes Jug into custody, uh, who tells Archie along the way to call FP on his way out. Uh, Keller explains uh, in an interrogation room that they found Jughead and Betty's prints on the car. No surprise. But uh, Jughead apparently had prints on file from an incident six years ago where he attempted to burn down Riverdale Elementary School. Um... Keller then explains that Jug has had a, a rough school history. Uh, he's been bullied a lot. Um, Basically, he puts the screws to Juggy. Yeah. Uh, when Keller says that you've been bullied a lot, Jughead immediately replies, Yeah, my name is Jughead. Uh, <laughs> that was a pretty great line. Like, oh, no shit. So, uh, it, I have learned, and this is now going to be Jughead's canon name uh, on this podcast, because uh, I was looking at that Cole Sprouse AMA, and in a couple of his responses, he straight up refers to uh, Jughead as Juggalo. Oh, God. So, so uh, it's Juggalo from now on, y'all. <laughs> Hatchet murder boy Juggy. Um, Keller basically interrogates Jughead for an alias for July 11th, but uh, Jughead lawyers up. Uh, we do get to see a close-up of the name on Jughead's uh, file, and we see his full name, Forsyth Pendleton Jones III. Okay, so it is legit. Yes, so F.P. Jones III. Um, uh, back at Thornhill, Penelope grills Cheryl on Polly's history, wanting to make sure Polly is an, isn't an unfit mother, leaving Cheryl uh, doubting on Penelope's intent. Uh, Have you seen her do drugs, like, just anywhere? <laughs> she said she's a party girl, dear. Does Have you seen mean? her smoke? just do a fatty rail of coke? <laughs> If so, she might not be fit to have our blossom ginger. We don't want our bud to blo our blossom to blood inside of her. I fucked. I botched the whole you thing. Did, up. You yeah, did. Sorry, I'm gonna quit the show. Cat's the new co-host. Goodbye, everybody. Okay. I'm gonna Woo! go. All right, now let's go. Um, Betty then visits Jughead uh, in prison, who explains that uh, Jughead is like, I didn't do it, and I'm super nervous about being uh, scapegoated here. Like, this really isn't good. Please get me out of here, Betty. Betty, save me. Save me, Betty. <laughs> 
Um, and um, <laughs> someone does come to save Jughead, though, and it's not who we expect. No, uh, it's it's good, good Dad Fred Andrews. Good, good Dad Fred Andrews shows up and says, "Oh yeah, Jughead, uh, he was working for me then, and uh, I have the time cards to prove it. Yep. So fucking fight me, Keller." <laughs> Pretty much. And uh, does now does Fred lose bad dad points for being a good dad to somebody that isn't his kid? Oh, yeah, 100%. All right, cool. See, you don't have to be blood-related to someone to be their dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And uh, he's a good, good dad to Jughead. Um, so they, they, they manage to grab Jughead away from the, the, the popo, and uh, as they're Jug leaving... Jughead shows up, and he's just shit-housed, yes. because of course he is. And um, there's a very tense, emotional scene about where Jughead will go... And it's decided that he will stay with the Andrewses while Forsyth Jugdad gets his uh, act together. Yep. Um, it, it's a. Yeah. It's... I, and I think. Oh, sorry. No, go, go, sorry. Go. Uh, <laughs> I think this is where you really see it in Jughead's face. Oh, like yeah. it, this is when you're like, "Holy shit!" It's so on his face, yeah. and he and it, like. He it destroys him. Like he does not want to deal with this anymore. He wants to believe in his dad, but it's really hard for him to do so. Yeah, Cole Sprouse really sells the scene. Oh my yeah, god! He, like he his lip is quivering and shit. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so good, so good. Cole Sprouse, please come on our show. Yes, please. I <laughs> don't know. Like... You are hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, come on, come on our show and be hit on by America. <laughs> I mean, he might be down for that. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be terrible. It'll be a great. Um, yeah, ask me anything. <laughs> Even to be skewered by You're, a you're turning into Cheryl. I Listen, dog, I am Cheryl. Cole, you can come on the show and ask for anything except my body. Hi, I'm Cheryl Blossom, and I'm a fucking thirsty bitch. Uh, um, so... so. They... they go their separate ways. Yep. They, all, they all split it on up. Uh, we get a scene of... Uh, Hormione Lodge and Veronica Lodge. No, uh, no, you. The way you pronounce that, are you trying to say <laughs> something about Hermione Lodge? Yeah, you called her Hormione. Oh sh- no, I was just trying to find a shitty way to say her name. How I how, like how I say Veronica and shit. No, like you that. called her a whore. Oh sh- no, 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 no. I'm not implying. Whore. I'm not implying that she's a whore. I actually support her decision. I'm I'm on Hermione's side for this one. Um, no, no. Are you implying that uh, Veronica isn't a whore? Is into, yes, I am implying that Veronica is... Don't fucking kink shame Veronica, you piece of shit. You just kink shamed um, Hermione. No, I, I supported Hermione. Uh, Hermione. Okay, I'll call her Hermione. Is that acceptable? Yeah, I'll find, I'll find a good one. Hard. She's a hard bitch. No, it has to be... It's not a pun name. It's just a bastardized way of pronouncing it. Oh. Um, Hermione. Anyway. Her, Hermione. Yeah, that's, all right, that's the winner. Hermione. Uh, Hermione and Voronica are uh, hanging out. They're hovering over a telephone... And they are about to call Daddy, but we don't get to see the actual call for Daddy. No. We just we just get, will you accept the charges? And that's kind of where it ends. So I'm interested to see how that, that plays out in episode eight, which yeah. we still have yet to see. And and you see Veronica wearing the pearls again, and his and her mother is also wearing the pearls for the call. They're in they're in unity again. Yes. Uh Fred, uh, we get to see him forging some time cards for Jughead on July eleventh. Um Archie is kind of surprised that his dad has had to do this before. Um, but Fred laments uh, not giving FP another chance uh, earlier uh, in their relationship just to help 
Jughead and Jellybean and their mother. Um, back at Pops, uh, Archie, Jughead, Betty and Veronica, and Polly are waiting for the Blossoms to show up, but Shayla arrives first, um, shocked at the baby bump that, as I wrote here, shocked at the baby bump she desires, but wants the group <laughs> o- <laughs> but wants the group <laughs> away. Stop! She, like, puts her hand out like, my baby. But she doesn't touch it. She retracts at the last second, which I think speaks volumes. Yes. But, <laughs> stop! <laughs> she wants that baby so bad. Um, she wants that bud to blossom in her blossom. Uh, Close uh, oh god, this is, okay, this is getting box. gross. Don't fucking say litter box, Josie. <laughs> Nasty ass shit. Toxoplasmosis. <laughs> Toxoplasmosis in the pussycats. Uh, Don't. Stop. Guys. Guys, I'm taking more moonshine. Um, I hate yeah, all of you. She warns uh, Polly away saying that it's not safe for her or the baby, uh, especially the baby. Um, so Veronica decides to take Polly in. Um, and Hermione is more than welcoming. Uh, we also get to see Jughead getting set up in Archie's room. Yeah, she's super welcoming. She's, like, cool momming it up. She's like, oh, please, if we're going to be roommates, you can call me Hermione. Yeah, she's- also, I'm closing the moonshine. Sorry for that terrible audio. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's got the uh, the silk robe and the, the wine glass in hand again. That's a huge wine glass, too. Um, yeah, it's it's enormous. I only have one glass before bed. I only drink one glass of wine a night, but the glass can hold a bottle. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha, welcome to a funny Facebook meme that has a minion on it. And it's super JPEG artifact. Um, oh my fucking God! But actually, to reference this, to go back, I'm sorry, the glass... We're on the minions I'm now. sorry, I'm sorry. The glass, when she minions. put it between her and Veronica when they were mediating, I thought that was a really good shot, uh-huh. because like that was the middle ground. The, the wine? The line, that was the, the line. The wine? The wine was the line? And when they finally got, like... The wine is the line. The wine is the line. Yeah, okay, uh, also, uh, Minions and Me, that's our new podcast. No. Coming out, uh, what's today, the 15th? Coming out uh, April 16th. Look forward to it. <laughs> um, uh, Veronica takes in Polly. Um, Jughead gets up and set up in Archie's room. Uh, Jughead says that he's not giving up on his dad. He's still got hope for him. Um, A lot of displaced youths right now. Yeah, yeah. Things are getting rough in Riverdale. Um, yeah. Uh, and then we see that uh, uh, Jughead and another Jughead log um, Hope and Home are close enough to each other in their tricky st- uh, situations. Um, uh, we see FP drinking again alone in the apartment, and he goes to crash on the couch, and we see a glimpse into his coat closet where we start to see the edge of his uh, Southside Serpent leather jacket, um, and we, we start hearing Jughead talk about how it's always darkest before the dawn, but sometimes there's just darkness as we see in his closet, next to his Southside Serpent's jacket, there is Jason Blossom's varsity jacket. Da, da, da. da. Oh, I just got goosebumps, guys. I'm shivering. Um, but yeah. That's the end of the episode. And that's the end of the episode. That's it. Yep. He's okay. probably staying, uh, st- storing his dank cush in that car. Oh, 100% he's the one who supplied Jason Blossom with the drugs, right? Like, oh, now we yeah. can actually speculate on shit. 100% it's him. So, so He didn't kill him, though, I don't think. No, I just think he was using that car as, like, a safe house. Yeah. Yes, uh, I, I think it was uh, it was Jason's car that they were going to use to escape, but uh, the Southside Serpents were selling Jason the drugs... Uh, and to prevent we the know drugs going drugs. back to FP, he burned down the car but took the jacket. 
I think he also may have taken the drugs because that's valuable. That's true too. You know, also, if he's in that game, Sheriff Keller wasn't like tripping balls when he got to the car either. So yeah. that's true. But there like, wasn't what did that good, like, good cloud that fluffy <laughs> cotton? I just don't understand why he would take the jacket. Like, oh, did he wrap the cush in the jacket so that way he could put it on his back? Yeah, and why out? the like fuck a ha- did you like ta- a fucking hobo? That's like, like hiding a gun in your sock drawer. Yeah, that's you know, Betty me. Cooper level of bad. Fuck uh, me. This kid's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not a great look maybe, for you. Like, are you gonna wear that in public, dog? Maybe he felt it was disrespectful to burn his Letterman jacket. To burn the burn his fucking jacket. car. Oh, the ki- All right, listen. <laughs> I don't know. He was right. drunk. And there's got to be a reason. He was. He was super drunk. He was like, "This looks comfy." Yeah. Um. So, Catherine, what do you think of Riverdale, having seen? The episodes you've seen. You're only missing the one, right? Yeah, yeah, just episode four, but I am on episode six. What, what this, this was seven. This seven, was seven, 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 seven. Um, so, yeah, no, I really like it. I, I really like it so far. Um, as uh, the good Cole Sprouse, as Jughead says, um, I honestly think it's a cute Scooby Doo mystery thing that I really love. Um, um, but it's like a, it's a dirty pleasure, you know? Like what? No, a secret pleasure? Guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure. I don't feel it. guilty about this shit at all. No, no I do. I, I'm telling I do. everybody it's... I know about it. Yeah, we started a fucking <laughs> podcast, dog. Like, I, I've been telling people to watch it, but then I'm like, hey, by the way, episode three gets weird, yo. <clears throat> yeah, episode three is the one that you have to be like, listen, just get through it. <laughs> because yeah, it's some terrible. It. Power through. Power also, Soldier Holly is a different person. She is not Betty. Polly is a, is a schism the same of Betty's factotum. Oh, I'm glad you thought that too, No. Yes. I, I cannot fucking believe you too. I totally thought they were the same person. I was I, just like, I, whoa, you know, okay. I thought we were going to go like real like Twin Peaks here and like, I mean. Yeah, go into a red room with a man who talks backwards? Yes. I mean, that's obviously yeah, Jughead, thing- right? I'm waiting for it, man. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to get spookaholic. Do you think the show w- is going to get spooky? Spooky uh, I hope it I does. Know, they keep... I ain't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of hoping, not really. I don't know. I, I think they're hoping for more because they keep putting those jump scares in it. But like, I don't think it's gonna get any darker than it is. The... But then again, I was wrong about Pretty Little Liars. So you never know. What? Pretty like... Little Liars has spooks and, no, and no, no, boogans no, no, in no, it. No, no, it's not supernatural. But it, like, it's like it gets dark. <laughs> it's got Wendigos. Hold on, hold on. I gotta text somebody. I'm gonna. We're gonna get back because if there's ghosts and Pretty Little Liars, no. another CW pedophile show. No, but we gonna watch that too. I just feel like they're. I want to see some children getting by a ghost. <laughs> they're trying to go down that Pretty Little Liars route of like weird, insane shit happening. Like you're like, okay, I'm gonna stretch the truth to believe this. Like, why wouldn't Betty put that in her freaking um, drawers? Or why wouldn't the father take the jacket for no other reason but to use it as a bindle for his drug cartel? Like, good word. Bindle. What I like about the show is, like, we, we touch on it every now and then, but, um, again, coming back to that uh, Sprouse AMA, um, <clears throat> they, they very intentionally uh, obscure or, like, obfuscate uh, the, the setting of the show. There's a lot of, like... 
uh, old cars that might be anachronistic when placed next to like the cell phones and the computers that they use and like how everything's always super misty gives it like a very nebulous feel and apparently that was a super super intentional design choice and their fog budget is crazy high <laughs> um and um, one of the big inspirations for that that they used in their, like, design meetings was um, It Follows. Have you ever seen that horror movie, Ooh, Noah? I have not seen it, but I hear all sorts of great, great things about it. I It's on Netflix right now if you want to catch it. Um, Kat's not super-duper into horror. I'm not, but I did like that Scream series. That was really we got to finish the second season of that Scream series. But, um, yeah, it, it does this thing where it's, like, very 80s, but also there's one girl who has, like... Like the equivalent of like a Kindle, except it's like a clamshell compact, and it's it's just very good, and it does what Riverdale does, which is sort of like hide things. So my brother, uh, world famous baseball author Derek <laughs> Cardi, says that possibly there are ghosts in Pretty Little Liars, and that ain't gonna cut it for me. So if there are ghosts, we're watching that. I told you, I don't think so. New podcast. Unless, like, it was... New podcast, Pretty Little Ghost Years. We'll get a better title later. <laughs> New podcast, Wendigo Ate My Mom. It's Betty Cooper, who <laughs> stars in a book about how a Wendigo ate her mom wholesale. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I've got something Okay. real quick. What a, do you think? a theory that's been boiling around in my noggin for a little while now. Um, especially with how sometimes the, uh, the dialogue in the show can get like a little stiff. Or a little weird, and how everybody's like, especially Veronica is like super knowledgeable of like literature and shit. Um, mm -hmm. What if the entire show is just a dramatization of the book that Jughead is writing? Oh, and like on the last episode, there's a pullback, and it's like all adult Jughead. Like, yes, this is how it went. Yeah. This is like the true crime adaptation. I don't think that's going to happen, <laughs> no. but I want it to. And I it, it, really want it to. And it explains how, like, these 16, 15, 16-year-olds 16 look like they're all, like, 20-somethings. I still think they look relatively high school-y. It's, it's close enough that it's easy to suspend my disbelief, unlike uh -huh. Luke fucking Perry in his actual show where he was supposed to be a teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker still looks 40. He looks I just older wish than that, that now. RG's... He's being rough. <laughs> <laughs> the facial hair ain't doing him any favors. Yeah. I mean, Archie looks young, but like I wish he was more interesting. Well, so the the writers of the show, again coming back to what I saw, intentionally make Archie sort of not directly involved with all of the awful, terrible shit that's going on. Because he's a sweet cinnamon bun? Because, yeah, because Archie is the core of this universe. Like, he is the anchor of it. And even though the universe is darker, they still don't want the quote-unquote main character to be that involved in the wretchedness of some of this world's aspects. That's why they give him the fluffier pieces. Yeah, but I just feel like he's so disconnected from the cast. Like, totally. Like, I, I don't know why Betty would be best friends with him. I don't know why Juggy would even... I, I mean, I understand Betty. I understand <laughs> Betty and I understand Juggy because they were friends when they were younger. But there is a lot of shit where it's like, I get why they're doing it, but I still want more from Archie. Yeah, I don't I... even need Archie's story to be particularly dark. I just need Archie's story to be engaging because I skip over 
almost every Archie scene when we do these recaps because he's so fucking boring. It's, I just want him to be interesting. Yeah, I want him to have some, like, a little bit in this one where he had to get involved uh, at the end with Jughead, which is his first connection with a friend, I think. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to get involved in his story. Yeah, a friend that he doesn't want to put his pepper inside yeah, of. Yeah, he finally gets involved. <laughs> but, like, otherwise, he doesn't give a shit of what's oh, happening oh, with Betty. Pepper is 100% one of the words we use here. It's almost our most used word for penis. I'm sorry, Kat, I jumped right on you. What were you saying? It's okay, it's okay. No, no, um, say it again, because I was talking about the peppers. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's just like... Uh, no, I totally forgot it. It's gone. It's I apologize. Gone oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. That is my bad. I'm going to take the blame for this one. I apologize. Anyway, but uh, yeah... Fuck Archie. Do better with him. I want more with him. Hopefully, it will be engaging now that he and Valerie are smooching each other on yeah. their lips, on their upstairs lips. Uh, we'll see how it goes from there, uh, and if it progresses to downstairs smooches. So, um, what what you were saying is that Archie is the uh, reality linchpin of Riverdale, and if he ever becomes un- impure. Uh, the the pocket universe Cthulhu. that Riverdale is happening in Cthulhu. will just unravel. Basically, yes. Okay. And Catherine, how funny that you mentioned Cthulhu. <laughs> Afterlife with Archie ties very tightly into the no, Cthulhu mythos. No, I swear to God. No, I swear to God. It's no. not a joke. Sabrina marries Cthulhu against her will. It's a Sabrina whole Sabrina the teenage. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Josie a ghost. and the Pussycats. They're vampires. Oh, okay. And they play the theme song in the background. Why wouldn't they? I mean, what? No, they're vampires. They're they're they can't not... play anymore because they're vampires. No, no. They there's a whole thing. We're gonna read it. You're gonna love it. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts or speculations? Because I'm not convinced that either of the bad dads that we've encountered so far are responsible for the killing of Jake, Jason Blossom. Hmm. I don't. I don't think so. It's I too think, early. I think the biggest, the most possible culprit right now are the Blossoms themselves. I kind of am feeling that as as the solution, too. Well, from episode one, I said I think it's the gay kid. So I'm going to keep it going. Oh, right. Kevin. She's, she said, she said, yeah, Jason looks gay. Kevin's gay. Obviously, he killed his gay boyfriend. <laughs> like, cool, Catherine. Good job. No, no, I guess. no. Those are the exact yeah, words. That was. No, I said, oh, I don't know. Jason looks like he could suck a good dick. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to make you look better here, sweetheart. Oh, and then I was like, but, but then Kevin was like, all right, this isn't the first time I've been in the woods before with a boy. Found a boy in the woods and had sex over a dead body. I don't know. I, I guess Kevin, since Kevin doesn't have like a, a story yet, like once he gets a story, I'm like, oh, it's definitely not him. But right now he's in enough shadow and knows enough people that I'm like, the sheriff's son? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When's Joaquin going to come back? Kevin's Ooh. gay gang member boyfriend. Isn't that Moose? No, he's hooking up with a member of the Snakes now. Ooh, so um, he's a dirty boy. Uh, you know what? Cat missed arguably the most important episode. And Kyle said I didn't need to watch it. I, I, I will eat those words. I was 110% wrong on that. <laughs> I apologize. Because Grundy leaves, Kevin gets a boy, Jughead gets evicted, Hermione, we meet the dad. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit happens. Yeah, it's the most important episode of the series so far. So far. Whoops. Uh, Kevin Whoops. and Veronica are super cute in the back of the truck. Oh my god, so cute. Oh my god. And Cheryl has some really good sick zings. Yes. Um, and now I want a hot dog again because I remembered Kevin's line about oh, hot dogs. Oh, I do. Oh, man. I do want a hot dog. Hey, Noah, do they have Wawa's in Virginia? Oh, yes, they do. I love them so much. 
I want to go to Wawa and get a nasty, nasty hot dog. I right? think oh, that's no, we what we should go to. Hot- so we should probably we should uh, end the show. Yeah, yeah, let's end the show and get hot so, dogs. So uh, we're ending the show now. You can contact yeah, shows, us. Yeah, show's fucking done. Go get a hot dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if you don't eat meat, then get a tofu dog. They're perfectly acceptable, I guess. Um, I guess. If you want to, if you want to get at us, uh, tweet us at uh, Maple and Blood. That's at Maple and Blood. No spaces, no underscores, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mm-hmm. email us. Yeah, there it is. At Maple and Blood, all one word, no underscores or spaces or anything like that. At gmail.com. Um, you can leave a comment on our website, or you can, even better, hey, how about this? Good idea. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and in your review, the only words that you need to type is uh, what kind of hot dog you're going to go and eat after you're done listening to this episode. Or if you've uh, listened to this episode already, come on back, give us a review, tell us how good your hot dog was. We want to know about your hot dog. Uh, What kind Um, of uh, condiments did you put on it? Did you get like a classic Coney? Did you get a Chicago dog? Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, oh my gosh. Tell us about your hot dogs, but not your penises. Yeah, please don't talk about the condoms you put on your penises. Yeah, we want the condiments on your hot dog. Condoms on your penises, Catherine. You're not invited back. Um, so, so with, with that, I have without been further ado. your host. I'm not clever, so I'm bad at this. I've been your host, <laughs> Noah Carden. I've been a guest, Cat Cardi. And I have been your hot hot dog boy, Kyle Cardi. Thank Thanks you for listening. listening.